Hello, everyone, and welcome to Run402, the podcast, a show where we interview local runners in Nebraska and make running relatable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Run402, the podcast of 2023. Before we dive into this episode, I just had an announcement to make. Last week, me and Giselle talked about starting a monthly run series uh, for the Run402 community, and we are getting it started. On Friday, January 13th, my birthday, we're going to meet at the Bull Moose Bar in Midtown for our very first Lumberjack run. So come wearing your flannel or dress like Babe the Blue Ox. If you're from Minnesota, you'll know that reference. And meet us at the Bull Moose, and we're going to go for a run on the Field Club Trail. There will be surprises out there. I'm not going to say what they are. And then um, we're going to head back to the Bull Moose. The bartender's going to make a special um, lumberjack-themed cocktail for us, and we're just going to hang out. It's open invite, so tell all your running friends. Anyway, this week's episode, I interview Craig Christians. Craig is the race director of the No Frills running series out in La Platte. It is in La Platte. He is also the head cross-country and track and field coach at Bellevue University. In this episode, we talk about the history of No Frills, especially because it's on its 30th year. And then we talk about getting the Bellevue Cross Country program started and some one of his standout athletes who, she is my friend, me and her worked at Peak together, so it was really fun talking to her coach about her. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope to see you at the Bull Moose on my birthday, January 13th. I'm here with Craig Christians, uh, head cross country and track and field coach at Bellevue University and race director of No Frills. Welcome, Craig. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, so I was out at uh, No Frills on New Year's Eve, the kickoff one. It was my first time, and man, I had a blast. Good. Glad to hear it. You know, that's that's kind of the purpose. Get people out of the house in the winter and, um, you know, get together with some people. And I thought, I'm going to run. I might as well have someone to do it with. Right? Um, so it's been going on for 30 years, and you've been in charge of it the whole time? Yeah, this is, this is my 30th year. Um, I moved to Bellevue in 89 and in that particular area, ran that road many, many times, um, thought this would be a great place to have a road race. You know, I just, just kind of the scene, you know, the setting was great. Um, ended up moving down to the lake area then and I've been there about 18 years. So 2002 to 2003 actually moved down. I'm right on the course now. So it, as I, you know, traveled over Christmas and I thought, well, I got to get ready for the race, but you know, it's kind of like waking up in the morning and it's becomes it's right a, there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so happy. I'm right there. I know how to put things together. I mean, literally I can like wake up, roll out of bed in five minutes, have the race ready to go, which is, which is cool. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is called no frills. So yes. And when we started, we were at the La Platte school. They were not let us inside the school. We had not acquired use of the church yet, and so we um, literally dropped the tailgate on my pickup truck, had a clipboard, signed names. Um, was it two or three dollars then? I can't remember. I can remember it was kind of a big deal when I went up to five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'd done the cost of living, you know, calculation, and, and thought, okay, I could justify going to five dollars. Right. <laughs> it was made change easier too, but but uh, yes, we literally um, in the on the tailgate. I had four people at the first one. What year was that? Uh, Nineteen ninety three. 
year before I was born. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do December and then uh, December, January, February, March. And um, then uh, I kind of dropped December because it got, I got busy with family and coaching and things. But, and, and my inspiration, of course, is Mick Freeman over at Lake Manawa. This is his 50th year. This year, I had no yeah. idea. Yep, they just—I just saw the announcement for the fiftieth annual thirteen miler. They have a special thirteen miler toward the end of the season, and but Mick had done the first and third Saturdays of December, January, February, March. I participated in a bunch of them. I think I've run Mano over fifty times, and I thought, hey, let's fill in the gaps. I got this—I got this course, so I set it up second and fourth Saturdays. 10 o'clock, nobody has to think too hard. You mm-hmm. know, they have to, what they have to do is when they get up on Saturday morning, they know at 10 o'clock there's a run. They just have to decide, is, is today the first or the second <laughs> Saturday? Do I go to La Platte or do I go to, you know, Lake Manawa? So um, kind of the, the inspiration, but, you know, props to Mick for, you know, being there all those years. Um, and, you know, it kind of brings out a day like last a Saturday, a bunch of people, great weather. Again, I've had four. <laughs> I've had six. I've been over at like at Manawa when there were eight of us, you know. So, but it's it's fun, you know. I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Do you recall what your biggest year was? Uh, I think my biggest race I might have had maybe like seventy once. Um, it's and, a lot of work for one person. Um, you know what? And I people stand around. I, you know, my buddies will come in <laughs> kind of early, and so I'll just have them help me pull tags. Somebody will be standing there. But I kind of at first I could I kind of knew everybody for many years, and I just you know just yell your name as you cross, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then, then I it kind of got to the point where the the pull off tags just made it easier for me to kind of pull them off and not scramble around you know trying to make sure everything was in order and so I went to the pull-off tags probably uh, 10 or 15 years ago and just to make life a little easier but yeah um, but yeah it's you know it's courses measured um, I actually went out to certify it this year I, I didn't submit the paperwork but I can tell you it's just a little long <laughs> um, not much but it, but so I think it meets the five mile standard for sure um, and it's a matter of you know, setting out the cones and, um, you know, getting my timer, getting some people signed up. I, I got to give a big plug to Ann Medeiros, who's a member of the community church there, who Ann probably ran. Um, she's probably run more than Ann. Well, Jeff Marshall, I think he, Jeff Marshall, I think, said that he, his 100th no frills is coming up here in a couple, couple of uh, races so Dang. we'll have to have a little celebration but Anne Medeiros lives right on the lake right on the course and she said I was looking out my window and people were running by my house and she was a lifelong runner and she said I didn't know what was going on and stopped and asked somebody and so Anne's been there you know since kind of the beginning as well and um, got to the point where the, the school kind of changed hands and actually they somebody at the school s- saw me one morning and didn't like the fact that we had people parking in the parking lot, so they kind of shooed us away. You know, I've never gotten permission to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "Who yeah, are these yeah, people?" Yeah, so 
again, the, the school had changed hands. It was no longer a public school. Um, you know, it's changed hands a couple times since then. And Ann said, why don't you come over to the church? I'm like, ooh, that's kind of a frill, Ann. We're, <laughs> we're going to be standing inside. There's going to be a bathroom. I don't know. But no. So it's been, it's been a great relationship with the, with the church as well. So. So now it's Brooks Limited Frills. Well, Brooks Limited <laughs> Frills, yes, and and you know, and actually the Brooks part of it, um, I'm part of a program as a coach with them, and and they had offered or given me, you know, shoe certificates um, for many many years. That's kind of fallen off the last couple of years. I've requested them, I've never heard anything from them. I, mean, I love Brooks. Don't want to say anything negative about them, but. I they think they're doing going a little different direction with their um, kind of grassroots program among coaches and and so I just that I'm just going to keep the Brooks on there. I like the product. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give them some free advertising to the 50 people who see this. Right. <laughs> okay. not, not like that's a huge deal, but anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what's the course record? Do you know? Um, the course record I think is like 26 flat. Um, yeah, I think so. For the, for the men, now Matt Mossman was a guy who ran at Creighton, and Creighton years ago would bring their cross country guys out and run. Um, and then um, for the women, does Casey Lichtig maybe have it? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's a and, very good guess. And, and, <laughs> I've got you know I've got I've got a database of everyone who has ever run. Interesting. I, I have the course records for every individual age, so people are always, hey, what's the age, you know, sixty three record? I'm gonna go. <laughs> I want to go for that. <laughs> you know, so actually we had um, Perry Lynn, the seventy one year old man, established a record and really ran very very well for seventy one this past Friday, and then Stuart Wood. Um, broke the age 74 record. And so, you know, I kind of put that on my Facebook page or a post and people get kind of excited about that, you know, the different, and, but over the years, you can, as you can imagine, the records are getting pretty tough at every individual age. I think I have a 10 year old, um, <laughs> was, is the youngest. And I, I think I go to 78 or 79 and then so every age every individual age in between there there's a existing record so if somebody wants to come out and go, go for, for it, it but it's but it's pretty tough so yeah you know. especially me i'm turning 29 next month so <laughs> see and, okay so you're I like you don't mind i'm gonna launch into the whole that's a, yeah the let's whole do it age grading thing that's you what know, i was so, gonna ask so so i i love age grading of course as i you know, as I aged in my own running, I was, that was a way that I could kind of still, in my mind, be competitive with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with younger guys. Age grading, basically, is they look at the world records for at a particular distance for every individual age, and then they come up with a, with a multiplication factor that brings you back to the time when you were in your prime, in your 20s, when you don't get any kind of handicap, okay? Yep, I didn't get any. 29, you don't get any handicap. But I think uh, at about 32 or 33, you start getting a little one. So obviously you get more and more. And and when you look at age grading, um, like I look at my career in particular, I was a guy who could run, oh, you know, 26 something for five miles. 
And even as a 40-year-old, 50-year-old, I would look at my times. I would multiply the uh, age grading factor, you know, and see. And it amazingly, I mean, it came back to like 26, you know, mid-26 or whatever. For And it's kind of been that way, you know, for most of my running career. So I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, it just takes the science of naturally aging, you know, and, and tries to kind of like bring you back to when you were when you were in your prime and it's it's been kind of it's kind of inspiration so Perry Lynn I was talking about 71 mm-hmm. year old he ran an age graded 2538 one of the all-time best age grading marks we've ever had you know when you think about it if a guy shows up and runs 25 minutes for five miles you don't know just over a five minute pace so that's that's moving that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty salty yeah that's that's pretty good so just adds a little bit of fun to it. It's not the typical, um, you know, show up and here's first, second, and third in your in your age group. Um, so then I, it's a series. Uh, don't do individual uh, age group awards at each race. You get points based on your age graded time, adjusted time from ten to one. You accumulate throughout those throughout the series. The people with the most at the end of the series. I get a prize again it was the shoes for a while i go you know two or three deep kind of depending on how much money i made but usually i just did a cash payout first place got 50 bucks second got 30 and you know third got 15 or so you know so i could still you know make a little money right <laughs> which is the which is kind of a, has become the goal but um so yeah so don't come there expecting medals if you want a medal go over to lake manawa oh they have medals. yeah every race has got medals um and uh so but so this is a little different again kind of as i took this on i was so i was you know getting you know i was getting into my 30s when i started and um i just like the concept of age grading again in my maybe with my own in my own mind i could kind of feel like Okay, I'm still competitive with those young guys when you when you look at age grading. Well, it was kind of fun. So I ran last week, and I was second for women. But then when you put in the age grade, I went down to ninth. <laughs> yeah. So even though the first place girl was running like 7.11 pace and I was running 8.40, mm-hmm. I'm not going to catch her. But mm-hmm. then... Next time I do it, I know if I run faster, maybe I'll catch B-Sides, right. who is right. 10 minutes behind me, but she's, I don't know how old she is. Um, yeah, she's in her 70s. Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. still trucking along, yeah. still very fast for yeah. 70, clearly. And that's, it's kind of funny because, you know, people who run it a bunch of times know that every second counts. It doesn't matter who's around you, but they know that when they do the calculations, I mean, it comes down to tenths of a second sometime between, you know, points you know getting a point or not getting a point or something like that right (laughs) it's so fun and it's so different yeah and so you know and then again those are that's probably the minority of people who are really concerned about that again the majority of people are out there and for me it's a way to you know have a running event during the winter months it can get just kind of boring or whatever you know it's it's hard to find the motivation if you know that hey i can go to like manawa i can go to i can go to la platte run a race it kind of keeps you a little some interest in it and i use it as well for my own team you know um the the gal who got first was a member of my team yeah yeah so hannah hannah perkins yeah so um yeah so again 
something I've loved to do my whole life and it's kind of so easy for me. I just go ahead, you know, again, haven't ever asked anybody's permission. <laughs> like, I'm just going to do it. I probably shouldn't be making this public. But, you know, the sheriff has stopped me a couple times. People are running down the road. And it's a small group. I mean, sometimes you can't even tell that anything's going on. Except kind of at the beginning, it gets kind of jammed up, which is why I always tell people, you know, respect the traffic out there. You know, I live out there. I don't want anybody calling the police and or the sheriff. And a couple times the sheriff has stopped me and said, hey, what's going on? We're just having a little run. <laughs> okay. Well, just be careful. Okay, we'll do. We'll Goodbye. do. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of traffic on that road either. No, not really. Not and it's really. it's a tough course. Um, between mile like two and two and a half, it's deceptively uphill. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're still going uphill. Yes, but the thing is, you turn around and then you get that kind of jump start up for the second half because you get the old downhill. Yeah. But unless you're just totally gassed by them, <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter. I went out way too hard oh, that day. Yeah. But okay. um, the guy I was running with, he, you know, was running with me and I told him, I was like, I went out too fast. Don't use me if you're <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to pace on the way mm-hmm. back. But we finished together. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad you had a positive experience. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what we're fundraising for this year. Okay. This year, um, I've been uh, recruiting some young Kenyan athletes, and one in particular um, has a visa to come to the United States. And um, so he is a, a young man who, at age 10, was orphaned, um, entered an orphanage with his young sister. Uh, obviously, has had not had much throughout his life. Um, you know, went to school. I mean, he's he's kind of tells the story of showing up at the orphanage with no shoes, um, and uh, went to school. He's gone. He's gone to some post secondary school in Kenya, uh, but to come, to finish it, he wants to come to the United States. And so his name is Hillary Kipnatich, and we have been conversing. You know. It's, interesting that you know we just pick up the phone and talk you know like he's next door but you know he's not next door he's not, he's not <laughs> next door no he's not next door but he's a guy who, who needs some financial help absolutely you know and so right now in particular like i said he has a visa um, he's enrolled in uh, the spring term which would begin in march and so um, he needs about a thousand bucks to buy a plane ticket and so, you know what, we got about, we're about a third of the way there after um, last week's race. So um, just thank everybody for their support. And, um, but no, I can't wait to get him here. He's just, a, he's just got a great story. Um, I've been able to talk to um, the people who were involved in establishing the orphanage who live here in the United States. Um, he's had some other people kind of sponsoring him through that orphanage as well. I mean, he's 24, 25 now, um, but is running in a, um, runs at a training camp in Eldoret. If you've seen the, you know, videos of the groups of Kenyan athletes who kind of work under a coach, they kind of go to a camp, they, you know, they live there, they kind of eat, breathe and sleep running. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited about, you know, having him here. Just for the story, but also because he's very talented as well. Yeah, it seems like he'll bring a lot to the team in I think so. many ways. I think so. Just just his personality um, for a guy who's been what he's been through. He's just 
super positive, so appreciative of, you know, everything that anyone has ever done for him. And so he's just, he's just a cool guy. I just can't wait to get him here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll see him at a race next year. I, I, well, you know, and if it turns out he maybe could get to that last one in March. Ooh, that'd be really so cool. We're working on that, but, um, yeah, he's got a couple more hurdles there in Kenya yet, but, but we're, we feel like we're kind of in the, in the home stretch. Yeah. Um, so since this is a running podcast, can we talk a little bit about, um, your team here at Bellevue? Sure. Sure. So this last fall was our fifth season of, of the program. I coached at Bellevue West for 24 years. Um, my background is as a, I'm a civil engineer. I moved to Omaha in 89. Uh, I worked for the, um, Omaha Public Works Department. I spent my life in the sewer, literally. <laughs> I was manager of the sewer maintenance division for a long time. Um, thankfully, the the uh, I had a situation where I kind of worked till 3.30 in the afternoon. I met the coach at Bellevue West at a road race, Matt Musel, who's now at Lincoln North Star. I met him at a road race and said, hey, can I come over and run with you guys after school sometimes? I'm like, yeah, sure, come on over. And, and um, so I started showing up. Um, as I tell the story, the next day I was driving the school bus to meet. <laughs> I, mean, I just, you know, as a civil engineer, not, not an education background, I was never going to coach. That never even crossed my mind, you know. But it just kind of, you know, fell into place. You know, the Lord kind of puts opportunities at your doorstep and kind of the same way here, you know. But it, so coached at, coached at Bellevue West. Um, Coach Musil went to, to Lincoln North Star when it opened. Uh, so he was there for about 12 years. I was, I was his assistant during that time. Um, I was just kind of a, a warm body at that point. And the athletic director said, hey, you want to be the head coach? <laughs> said, sure, I'll be the head coach. What do I have to do? You know, there's some certification as a high school coach you have to do. But I was working my, you know, my 7 to 3.30 job up in Omaha, getting my car. You've never seen somebody's got so good at changing their clothes while they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, get to school. And, but when you look back at it, what a, um, what kind of a, kind of a stress relief from your job. I mean, my mind like turned off my job, all the problems that, and believe me, there were, when you work in public works, there are a lot of problems and, um, your mind just switched gears. I'm, I'm now I'm going to school. I'm getting ready for practice. I'm worrying about, you know, Joe's ankle. What's the workout going to be today? I mean, what, you know, I mean, you know, running does that for you in general, but, but coaching and being involved in, um, the kids lives, just was such a blessing to me. I was there for 12 years um, as the head coach then, so I spent 24 years there. Um, took a couple years where I went to Platteview High School um, and, and coached there for a couple of years. Had some great kids there in the two years I was there. And then literally knocked on the athletic director's door here and said, um, hey, I see you just, that was, they had just added women's basketball. In the World Herald article said, you know, we're looking to add other sports in the future. Cross country might be one of those we're thinking about. Knocked on the door, knocked on his door and said, hi, I'm Craig Christians. I'm the coach at Bellevue West. Um, I'd love to, for you to consider me if you ever think, get into that cross country program. I, I'd help you get things set up even if I'm not coaching. And he said, well, you know, okay, I'll write your number down. We'll give you a call. And probably a year went by and, um, Ed Lahotek was the AD, called me and said, 
hey, we're ready to start that program, and you're the coach. <laughs> no interview, no, no resume. <laughs> Just a so, door knock. Yeah, yeah, literally. And and so I was here a year to kind of get things going, buy uniforms, get get do recruiting, um, which has been you know kind of way outside my comfort zone. You know, as a kind of a civil engineer, you know, we like to sit in cubicles and you know work with our calculators, but. Um, so recruiting um, has been very challenging for me and getting better at it. Um, yeah, but, you're international now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, um, yeah, so kind of took a year to get the program ready together. Uh, those first years I had um, people from, you know, the softball team who were like out of softball eligibility. I had a soccer player, I had a golfer. <laughs> you know, at least we're now to the point where we have like runners, you know, mm-hmm. or we're a team full of runners. and. And we've kind of maintained kind of that seven, eight, nine women, kind of the same number of men, you know, and so you kind of, you get kind of thin. And like this fall, we had a couple injuries and like, we were getting kind of a little nervous about whether we were going to have five, you know, to finish at the, the conference meet, you know, you had a five to score a team. And we did it, um, but um, it's, you know, made made me a little nervous. I'd like to have a, a little bigger team that have a little more cushion there, but um, you've had some all Americans on your but, team. So we've got one young lady, Madison Nelson, and again, here's the best recruiting story is when the athletes knock on your door and say, "Hey, I'd like to run." <laughs> you know, I didn't know her, no of her at all. Literally, um, she'd run at Plattsmouth. Coach Nod had great programs at Plattsmouth. I've got lots of Plattsmouth kids come through here, and. Uh, Madison went to Northwest Missouri for a semester and for whatever reason wasn't what she was looking for and um, literally came to the door, knocked on my door and said, I'd like to keep running. I'm like, sure, you know, let's do a little time trial and, you know, see what you can do. And I'll, you know, be able to look at the scholarship in and, and what, well, how I can help you. And so we did that and right away I could see that she was pretty talented, but, um, you know, would have never expected that she would run 18 flat for 5K like she did this fall. I mean, that's and that's just a testament to her own drive and um, just compassion. And, and she's working her, full oh, time. She, and she is, she's she's just the hardest worker I've ever seen. You know, and you know, like I said, all the long runs before work in the morning, and you know. And because of her work schedule, I really wasn't able to meet with her a lot. We met, we met a lot of mornings, just she and I, uh, that first year where, you know, she'd do the workouts by herself. I'd be out there and, um, you know, timing her and doing that, you know, kind of giving her some direction. But, um, so yeah, so to have somebody like that in your program and now, so, and, uh, you know, in the NAIA, so she was all American, I'll back up, in the all American cross country this fall. In the NAIA, NAIA, they have, they can test a full marathon as part of, you know, we're the only association who can test a full marathon uh, among NCAA, you know. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So we're all the, also the only one who does race walking. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes, but I haven't had any race walkers yet. But so Marath- or Madison really kind of had the mind, the marathoning mindset. She was training for the marathon and there you run a half marathon qualifying time and she ran a, a qualifying race uh, put on by Midland um, University of Fremont, hit a qualifying time and then just started training for the marathon. Well, the, 
the the championships had been in Gulf Shores, Alabama for a few years. And their experience down there in Gulf Shores, Alabama, about the 1st of June, you can imagine, we were carting people to the emergency room from dehydration. And so the powers that be got together and said, okay, we're gonna do a half marathon. And so like, okay, half marathon. So Madison had qualified, Coach Barbosa and Madison and myself went to Gulf Shores, Alabama, um, got rid of the race. I remember Madison going out for the first kind of, we were there a few days early, first run, and I came back after like two or three miles. It was super humid. Came back like, Coach, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be able to do this. I'm like, you'll be fine. And, and there was a, a friend of hers that she'd kind of run a lot with from Dakota State was running it as well. And um, thanks to her, the kind of I think she helped kind of calm her nerves a little bit. It's gonna be okay. And so I thought, you know, this is an experience that. You know, she's just going to run. She's just going to see what she can do. Well, she comes by, um, I think probably about eight miles, seven or eight miles. And she's like in 10th or 11th place. Top eight is All-American. Dang, <laughs> right there. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I t- you know, I told her where she was. And I said, I, I had, you know, I had, I had started my watch when eighth place went by. And when Madison came by, I said, you're a minute 15 or whatever it was you're a minute 15 behind an all-american spot you know it's right there go get it and she just knocked people i mean that's the way she races she just runs you know so smart about you know the way in the way she finishes and just knock people off and i can remember coming around that corner uh, with about a mile to go and I'm counting people and she's like in seventh <laughs> you've never seen a coach go more nuts than <laughs> I I'm a little embarrassed about it now but it was just it was just such a thrill for me to to you know have her come by and so that was the half marathon so the NAI is kind of trying to come up with what are we going to do about this you know we're going to have a marathon we're going to have a half marathon so the move has been forwarded and feel pretty good about it um so this year there's not going to be anything mm-hmm. just they've just taken off it was part of the track and field championships so it was always associated with them so now it's going to the the move is to have it be a standalone marathon um and they're looking at like um having it be part of an existing marathon and they're looking at the california international marathon which is i've heard December, that one's great and that is the one where all the olympic trials people go out and try to run qualifying times. And if, if they gave us like a little box for our NAIA people and we could do that, it would be right after the cross country season, you know, cross country nationals about November 15. I think that's like December five or 10, it's early December. I mean, that would be just perfect. And so I hope that I'm, you know, hope that they come through with that for, that would be for next next year, um, 2023, December of 2023. but. So, and Madison obviously was really disappointed when she found out there wasn't going to be one this year. But um, anyway, so that's what we're, that's what we're hoping for. Again, it's been fun to kind of, you know, coach a marathoner. You know, again, that's kind of my bailiwick. That's, you know, that's my wheelhouse. I, I like the older or the longer races. I like the 5K, 10K, um, not so much, you know, the shorter the 800 the 1500 well you know i 
know about them and ran them. Um, not my not my favorites. I I love the steeplechase, and so now I've got, um, you know, Jose Barbosa, an Olympian at eight hundred meters coaching that. So I can kind of, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, it's all yours, Jose. Just take it away. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely get him on the podcast. Yes. Too. No, you need to. He's Jose is just incredible, incredible guy. Just so much enthusiasm. And um, it's really been fun working beside him. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Now we know what our no frills $5 is going to. It's going to a good cause. And when's the next one? So we will be back on January 14th, the second Saturday of December of January. And then we'll be back on the fourth, um, fourth Saturday as well, the twenty eighth. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's like I said just show up there and bring your five dollar bill. You know, <laughs> two minutes before the run if you must, but I'd prefer like ten minutes. <laughs> but really, um, and I mean, I've got I've literally had, you know, people. Can you fill out a tag for me? And they're <laughs> running to the starting line. We'll wait. Make sure the bathrooms are empty before we go. I mean, again, kind of just, you know, low-key. It's Nobody's too excited about it, but it's just an opportunity to get out and, and do something a little quicker, you know, in, during the winter. It's, um, that, see your friends. That, see your Make friends, some friends. See your friends. Groups go out and have breakfast afterwards. So, yeah, it's, you know, that's that's why I started it. And so I'm... Guess I'm accomplishing my goal. Yep, 30 years later. Yep. All right, well, thank you, Craig. Absolutely, it's been fun. And that's a wrap. If you want to write to us, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at run402thepodcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you out there. This episode is brought to you by the Anchor app. Anchor by Spotify is the platform we use to record this podcast. It's very easy to use. I'm not a tech-savvy person, and if I can figure it out, anyone can. So if you're interested in hosting your own podcast, may I recommend you the Anchor app.